What's going on everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Unscripted, the show that brings you professionals from all walks of life, touching on their backstory, their mindset, and how they navigate through adversity and opposition, while providing you practical tips that might help you on your path. I'm your host, two-time Olympian, Olympic bronze medalist, author, and motivational speaker, Akeem Haynes. Now, let's get into the episode. This week on the show, she represented her country of Trinidad and Tobago at three Olympic Games and three World Championships in the 400-meter hurdles. She's also part of that record-breaking team from Trinidad in the women's 4x400-meter relay. She's a multiple-time All-American during her time at the University of Arkansas. This week, Sparkle McKnight joins me on the show. I had a great conversation with Sparkle. She is now removed from the sport of track and field. Right, Sparkle has now stepped into her passion for doing hair. She's the owner of Hair by Sparkle, which focuses on knotless braids of all kinds. We get into a lot of different topics in this episode, such as the ups and downs of her track and field career, how she handled pregnancy and track at the same time, life lessons she's learned along the way, and why it's crucial and very crucial that you always believe in yourself, even if no one else does. I've known Sparkle for a decade now, and she's been through a lot. But one thing about her is that Sparkle has always found a way to turn a negative into a positive. This is an episode that you are truly going to enjoy. If you've been following her career from start to finish, then this will perhaps give you some insight on what she is doing now. If you've never heard of her before... This is an episode you're truly going to find encouragement from. But before we get into the episode, if you could do me a huge favor, head to Apple Podcasts, Chartable.com, Spotify, wherever it is that you can leave podcast ratings and review and leave a rating and review of the show. This small act truly goes a long way in moving the podcast forward and helps us rise on the charts. It would be greatly, greatly appreciated. And I thank you in advance. So with all that being said, enjoy this week's episode with Sparkle for McKnight. your time. I've been telling you from time, whenever you're ready to come on the show, come on the show. <laughs> so, um, I always start the show the same way, and I always kind of finish the same way. And the first question that I always ask is, give me three things you are grateful for today. Mm. My family and friends, mm-hmm. my daughter, and just life. Now, track is in the past now, <laughs> but and you transition out of it. But you and I have had this conversation before. If for those listening, you probably get it by now. Sparkle and I have known each other for quite some time now, and you and I had this conversation prior before. It, it, it was either going to be last year was your last year, or possibly this year was going to be your last year running. But you go to the Olympics for the third time in 2021. And then you get there and then COVID found you. And we never actually spoke about this much really, but what was that like? And I got to ask you, right? Do do you feel bitter about that moment? I've let it go by now. I was bitter. Like I was angry. I was hurt, disappointed, like all the things. Mm Because I feel like last year, like you sacrificed so much already in track, but last year was the year that I really like sacrificed a lot. And I felt like going into the Olympics, I was in a good place and, you know, 
everything was set up for me to perform well and then get there, got COVID and yeah, hard working. <laughs> how do you, how do you, how do you deal with that there though? You know what I'm saying? Because you're in a position at that time, you're in a position where it was already uh, delayed and then you get there. And as you said, you're in good shape. And, 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 and this is the moment that as all athletes pray for is the pinnacle of it. What did you do like in the room? Like, what was that situation like? Like, did they take you somewhere? Because a lot of people, um, people were asking me about you. And I'm thinking like, you know, when she's ready to talk about it, she'll talk about it. But what did you do there when you weren't competing? Like, how did you how did you pass time? What was that whole situation like? Cried. Yeah. (laughs) Not speak to anyone Um, because a part of it, I was so sick too. Like I just was sleeping most of the time. But when I wasn't sleeping, I was basically crying and being frustrated and just all the things. But it was really sad as well because you couldn't really go outside. Like we were basically like in a hotel room, but the windows barely opened. We couldn't go outside. So mm. it's like you stay in a room the whole time. And the food that they had for us to eat was I wouldn't say jail food, but it probably was <laughs> <laughs> it probably was really close. And you had the same thing to eat time and time again. And then yeah, just dealing with being sick, not being able to compete. I couldn't really watch a lot of the the races because I just couldn't I just couldn't do it. Like even when the 400 hurdles was about to go like yeah. that probably was the worst part of it. Like I still watched it, but it was very painful to watch. And we're going to talk a little bit about the introduction to track and feel a little bit later in the conversation. But when you look back now, Spark, and I mean, you've been in this thing for what, two decades now, right? For oh, quite okay. some time. When you look <laughs> back at your track and field career, all that you've been able to accomplish what does it make you think of? Like, what comes through your mind? Do you feel like you accomplished what you set out to do? Or is there a piece where you're saying, oh, man, you know, uh, it, it, I, I wish I would have done more? Because that's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a question that we all have to ask ourselves, whether it's sports and life, when we get to a reflective stage where we question, man, was this particular journey worth it? I honestly think that I've done all that i could have but at the same time it's always a feeling of maybe i could have done more mm-hmm. you know um but i've made peace with my journey i've made peace with everything that i've accomplished and i've done a lot and i didn't think i would make it to the olympics and you know all of that stuff but i did and i'm grateful because a lot of people can't say that now, the other thing that people don't know, right, is is with the transition of a lot of things, a lot of those same intangible skills we can take and apply to something else, um, which is what you're doing now in the entrepreneurial space. A lot of people, well, they probably know now, but for those who don't, the gift that you have doing hair, right? Hair by Sparkle. Tell me a little bit about that. How did you get into doing hair? Because it probably started out uh, when you were a kid. <laughs> Yes, uh, I started braiding in, I would say, high school. My mom would braid my hair in like four big plaits, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to go to school. Straight max. <laughs> so then she had started getting all hair braided, and coming from 
a background like I came from, like I am not, she couldn't afford to get my hair done every, what, every, ever so often. So I would like take down the braids, redo it myself. And that's basically how it started. I started doing my sisters, my friends. And yeah, sometimes I would go to school and my hair was done. And people was like, did you do your hair? I'm like, yeah. And they'd be like, you're lying. And I'm like, yeah, let me call my mom and ask. Cause they would yeah. never believe that I did my own hair. So I knew I was good at doing it just by a lot of people just complimenting me and asking me to do their hair as well. It's one thing to to do something you enjoy and you may feel passionate about it. Um, but it's another thing to operate it in a way where you can actually make a living from it. What was that challenge and that transition like from, but I mean, entrepreneurs, is, it's kind of like track and field in a way to some extent, right? Where you run in March and you win a race in March, <laughs> you ain't getting no money till like June, July. Mm-hmm. But what were some of those lessons and strategies that you took as an athlete and tried to apply it as an entrepreneur, learning the business and learning how to make a profit, getting everything sorted? What was those challenges like for you transitioning out of that and saying, you know what, I'm good at this, but I got to make a little money from this. (laughs) I think for me, it was a lot easier because I've always done it throughout, even when I was training. So the transition wasn't too bad i think the only thing i had to learn was patience like Mm. you have to have a lot of patience in track you definitely sometimes you know some things may not be going your way you know setbacks whatever you have to have patience with the training you have to have patience with like how your race is coming together and i think that that same concept i have to use um with being an entrepreneur so for me the first month that i decided to go full-time was a bit slow but like the next month i was like wow like i was literally overwhelmed because my books was like full to capacity and it's been that way ever since um i stopped running track i know a lot of it started when you were running and you know it is is and when you do so many things and you're able to not do it for free but get the product out there you know i think sometimes two people start out saying you know i want this much money to do it you know i know for me you know, I, I I charge a couple stacks to speak. I charge a couple <laughs> stacks to speak now, but at the beginning, um, it's like two hundred dollars, maybe a hundred. I did a lot of stuff for free. So for someone listening who is maybe on their young entrepreneurial journey, you mentioned patience being one of the things. But what is one of those other things, right? Because you have to continuously produce to put yourself out there. And I know social media wasn't something that you particularly liked doing. But it's something that you adjusted to and started to do when it comes to being uncomfortable. What is a tip that you will give? You just got to do it. Like, it it have no, like, shortcut. You just have to put yourself out there. Because for me, I did a lot of free things, too. Like, even when I, the slow month that I have between getting, like, my books filled, like, I did free hairstyles. I did, like, a... A raffle where people would enter like and I would do their hair for free and my prices wasn't my prices now either like my prices have grown from then so I mean it comes with knowing like how good you are and like just starting somewhere like you have to start somewhere and then work from there but I would also say to find somebody that is where you want to be and then mimic what they've done so yeah I've always said, Spark, in order to understand the person, you gotta go, you kinda gotta go back to the beginning of kind of how <laughs> they started. And so 
originally from Trinidad, right? What do you remember most in those early stages of your life, right? Because, you know, it's it's a different living, I tell people all the time, right? Coming from Canada, coming from Jamaica to Canada is a different culture shock for me in so many different ways. But what do you remember most about your earliest days in Trinidad? Just being free, like <laughs> no worries, like just living, like didn't have to think about nothing. Literally, I would say like I had a really fun childhood and I don't think that coming like the transition was just totally different. Like it's nothing like I would have imagined coming into until I came to the U.S. So I would say like being in Trinidad, it was just freeing. Like when you look at the family dynamics, right? What 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 were some of the things that maybe your mom said or someone around you said that maybe you didn't quite understand back then, but as you got older, you remember something that they said or what they did, maybe they didn't show you, and you're like, you know what, I can see why they worked so hard. I can see why that they made sacrifices. Uh, was there something that was said back then that you got to a stage where you're just like, I didn't know I needed that word or that message until you needed it? I guess my mom would always say hard work pays off, but I don't think it necessary. like it pays off in different ways. Yeah. Like not the way that you would necessarily think. Cause I think if we put strain on like, okay, if we do this thing, then we're going to get this exact outcome, but it's not always that way. Like you may get rewarded in a different way, not necessarily how you want it to be. So, yeah, my mom would always say, like, work hard and, you know, you will get this, whatever you want. But it's not whatever you want. It comes in different ways, if that makes sense. Wow, I get that. That's a, that's a message right there. Never, It doesn't always pay off in the way that you expect it to. And that's low-key kind of stressful. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> but I'd be remiss if I didn't ask this, right? People visit islands all the time and they're always looking for food to eat, right? So if you have someone going to Trinidad, give me, Sparkle, give me your top three favorite dishes that you have to have whenever you go back and visit. Roti, number mm-hmm. one. You got to get some roti, whether it's curry, whether it's stew, <laughs> you got to get a roti. <laughs> doubles, doubles is the next favorite of mine. Um, doubles and alu pie is like a combination. It's it's different, but it's kind of like the same thing. Um, and the next thing I would say, um, pilau. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is kind of where our paths crossed a little bit, right? Um, and you and I have this debate all the time about who is the best junior college. <laughs> obviously, I'm <laughs> obviously I'm <laughs> always gonna say Barton always. <laughs> But you went to South Plains mm-hmm. and but it's all kind of this this sisterhood and this brotherhood and this like club. Right. You go to yes. a junior college. It's just it's, it's tough to explain unless you've been there. And I've tried to explain it in different ways where you never really go to a junior college because it's by choice. Right. <laughs> Usually something happens and you find your way there and it's an alternate path. Now, it does not mean that it's an easy route. It's a very tough route. Mm-hmm. What is that transition like for you? Because it, I've seen, man, I've seen people come to junior college and broke people down in so many ways because it's just different. What was that experience like for you? And what was those transition like? Because now it's a different culture shock too. 
Yeah. For me, first of all, when I came to South Plain, like I cried all the way to school. Like I was, Why? So, I don't know. Like I was, I was already missing everything. Like I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to be so far away. Like I was really like homesick for like a little while. It wasn't until I met like my teammates and I realized, wow, like there are a lot of Caribbean athletes here. And I think that's how we kind of like bonded. Like we mm. did a lot of stuff together. There's obviously, you know, the campus is really small, so you don't got to go far to hang out or whatever. Like we did a lot of stuff together. So I think that helped. And then coming from there to University of Arkansas, oh my gosh. Yeah, mm. it was totally different, totally different playing field. Like my best years was my South Plains days. Like Arkansas I was like the granny. That's my granny face. <laughs> when 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 you think about uh, the time at South Plains, though, you know it's there's a certain level of mindset that you got to have. Like you got to remember what the end goal is. And I feel like a lot of people sometimes they get to certain positions and they forget what the end goal is, and they get caught into old habits and old ways of doing things. What kept you focused while you were there? Because now there are different paths to get into the destination. And junior college is a great path, but there's a certain mentality that you have to have. How were you staying focused, guarding yourself from distraction, not only away from the track, but you still got you still got to go to class, you still got to go to school, right? <laughs> How did you handle that? I couldn't go back home. Like yeah. Yeah. I didn't have no options. It was either I make it happen or I don't. And I had to make it happen. So it didn't have nothing about, oh, I'm going to go back home and this is going to be set up for me. And I don't know what I would have done when I went, if I had to go back home. So I had to make it work regardless. Do you ever think about the possibility that something could not work, right? Because even though we, we were like, yo, this has to work, there's that other possibility where it's like, man, this this may not be it. Did you ever have any of those moments? I just, in my head, it was going to work. Like, I didn't have no, like, oh, maybe not. No. Why Arkansas? Because it's cold. Why? 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 Why, why Arkansas? How did, how did you get to make that decision? Because it's a, uh, it's a tough thing to do, right? Because sometimes what I've learned in the decision process, I've always been very adamant about I need a full ride. No if, no ands, nor buts. If it's not full, I'm not coming. There was a school that I'm not going to mention that wanted to give me 85. And I said, I'm going home. <laughs> I told you 100%. Right? But it is a selection process. And you just hope that you're making the right decision. You don't know until you get there. So how did you make that decision to go to Arkansas? Because this it's you're there for the next year and a half, two years. What got you there? What things were you looking for? Um, I I well, I had a few options. So Which I went on I, I think I went on Auburn visit, I went to Texas AM, Alabama, and Arkansas. Yeah. So out of all the visits that I took when I got to Arkansas, I don't know what it was, but it just felt like home. It mm. felt like I can trust myself or trust the coaches to handle me at the school. 
So I feel like that was just the deciding factor because all the schools were great. Like they have great facilities. They have great, they're great in academics, but it was just me feeling comfortable and knowing that I can put my trust in who was going to take care of me for the next two years. Arkansas was, was probably one of the toughest times uh, juggling act that you had to do in many different ways. And one of those times was you became a mother there, you know, back then, right. And my mom had me young too. And back then um, you have a child early and people are saying, there's no way you're going to be able to, to, to finish school, to go this and that. And they kind of write you off. And I'm like, where did this narrative even come from? You know what I'm saying? So at the earliest time, Sparkle, when you found out um, that you were pregnant, one, what the heck was going through your mind at that time? And the second thing was, how did you tell your coach? (laughs) I think when I found out, I was like, oh my gosh, like I was shocked and scared and I just don't know what was going to be next. Yeah. So I didn't even know what was going to happen. All I knew is I'm going to have this baby. So I need to tell who I need to tell. I need to start the process of moving forward. Yeah. I think my mom, I didn't really have a problem telling my mom. I told my mom and no problem. But the hardest, 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 hardest was to tell my coach. Like, I was distraught. I felt like I disappointed him in, like, probably the worst way. Like, it was really the hardest thing that I... Yeah, it was it was not easy to tell him. And so I told him and of course I'm I I feel like he was disappointed. Like he, yeah. he may not have said it, but I I feel like, like he was disappointed and you know at that time it was just like I mean there's nothing he could do. Like it it is what it is, you know. So uh, thankfully for me, like they supported me like one hundred percent. Like I I had their support. Like, I know, like, they love me. I know that they cared about me. I know that they cared about my interests and all of that. Me finishing school and they made sure, like, all of it happened. Like, what they promised me when I got there was everything when I, up to when I graduated. So I couldn't have asked for anything else. And I'm very, very, very grateful to both my coaches, the head coach, Coach Hodder, and Coach Johnson. I remember when you told me that story, I was like, wait. They're honoring the scholarship because you just it, it that doesn't really happen. Like I've seen people yes. lose their scholarships for like way less, you know. So for me, it, it, it's one of those testaments of of one the the character of the school and the coaches, but also how much that they cared for you. And that is one of the most important things when it comes to picking the right school. It's not just about the name. It's not just about the speed. You really want to make sure you go to a school where you feel. At home, exactly as you just yeah. said. Mm-hmm. Now, the juggling act, Sparkle. You got to train. You got to go to class. You got to be a mom. You got to do all of those things simultaneously. And I know there was a lot of dark times and moments. While motherhood is a beautiful thing, kids is a beautiful uh, gift from God. People still don't talk about how challenging that it can be, I feel like, because it's, it's, it's tough. So on those tough days, those tough nights, those tough semesters, 
what helped you get through it? How did you stay level-headed enough to not just lay in bed every single day? God, honestly, I couldn't do it without him. I couldn't do it without my family, although they were far. I was doing it by myself. So it was just me and my daughter. So I had God by my side. That's the only thing I had. And then um, I had developed a friendship with somebody that was on a team, mm -hmm. which her mom was a very big help in like helping me juggle to go to track because I still got to go to track meets. I still got to, you know, <laughs> show up. <laughs> so yeah. I can't take my daughter with me. So I was very, very, very grateful to have her to be able to, you know, help me through the journey but even with that like she can't be with me all the time so i had to it was it was a struggle it was a struggle and it was very very hard and i still to this day look back and think wow like i don't even know how i got through some of the things that i had to go through what did those early years of motherhood teach you about yourself that i'm strong you see you see you see oh. now 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 Shante's a little bit older and, and, and she's gonna be back talking to you a little bit. But back then, it's one of those things where it's like, man, you don't you don't know how it's gonna happen. And 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 I know because that was my story. I was just in the opposite. You know, my mom had me at 19 and, and I could see the look in her face as I got older, like, you really yeah, I don't know how you got through that. You know what I'm saying? Because I, yeah. I don't know how I could have got that. Yeah. But, now, when you look at her, right, you guys are a team and a tandem, but when you look at her, what, what do you see? She's just a joy. Like, I just feel so loved and just so happy that she was a part of that journey because I would not have known how strong I was. I would not have known how to navigate certain things and... I think that she just helps the strength that I have. If if there was a word, Sparkle, because you know me, I'm I'm very big on personal development and, mm -hmm. and, and doing things for you and finding different ways to get better as a whole. If there was a word to describe this season of your life, what what would that word be? And give me a little context behind why. I would say resilience um this year in particular i had you know a lot of bumps in the road especially like earlier on this year i had a health scare i lost one of my closest friends and it was just a really dark time and i think that even going back to what i said with like overcome like being strong like you have to be strong like I can't, like, it's, as I said, it's just me. I can't lay in the bed for days and days and days and just not do anything. I have to get up. I have to go to work. I have to, you know, make money. I have to, like, take care mm -hmm. of my daughter. Like, it's no if, buts, and maybe. But even in those times when you're going through stuff, like, you still have to take a moment and, like, process. Because if you don't process, like, I'm not going to be good for anybody. So I think that just knowing that, I could be weak even trying when trying to be strong, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When when you think about everything that you just said, right, and now you're looking at what is the next 10 to 15 years going to be and what you would like it to be, 
but there's a lot of things in life that you just mentioned that does not go according to plan. And it's very hard to let go of a situation when we as people always want to know what is next, what is next. How do you let go of certain ideas that don't play out the way how you expected it to? Is there something that you have in mind that helps you do that? Or is it one of those things where you have to take it daily? Because there's been a lot of unexpected things that come into your life, right? How do you not hold on to that? How do you let it go and say, I'm going to keep moving forward here? Um, I think at this stage in my life, it's a lot easier to do that. Yeah. Before it was, I'd be like, oh my gosh, let me just hold on to it. <laughs> but now I've just learned to that in order for me to grow and in order for me to gain things or just attract new things and new um, possibilities, I have to let go of what I thought was what once what I wanted and allow for just whatever it is to come to me. You know, I'm, 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 I've always been very cognizant of a whole bunch of different things, but I'm also at a stage in my life now where it's with things and people where I've, I've never been one to force anything. I think whenever you try to force something, um, it doesn't fit and we want it to fit so bad Yep. <laughs> but because you want it to fit doesn't mean that it's okay. going to fit. And it's mm-hmm. one of those things where I'm just like, man, I don't want anything in my life that is not for me. And oftentimes when we make those affirmations and claims, God has a way of removing it from us. And even even when you think of you as a person who is trying to continue to grow and continue to develop as a person, uh, we all have weaknesses in those areas. You know, one of the things for me is I've never been a patient person. I hate waiting (laughs) any single thing, right? But I've been forced to wait. So I had to learn how to wait. A lot of people talk about their strengths, but they don't always talk about their weaknesses. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things, Sparkle, that you have to work on? For me, it's not knowing what's next. That frustrates me. Like, I need to know how it's going to line up, like <laughs> what is going to happen next. Like, I ne- I just need to know. And if I don't know, like it. It's just, it it overwhelms me. Like, I get so overwhelmed with, like, thinking about it. And I have to, like, pull myself back and be like, okay, Sparkle, like, relax. Like, yeah. so I think that that's one of the biggest things that, for me, I need to work on. Because it's like, I'm not going to know what's next. I'm not going to know. And then I'll create this idea in my head of what's going to be next. And then when it don't happen, then I'm disappointed. So, for me, that's basically one of the biggest things that I'm still working on. And yeah, it frustrates me sometimes. (laughs) I'm just learning, as you said, to let go and let God do his thing, do his thing because we don't have control and we may think, okay, this this is what we want to happen next, but then it's not always that, that way. Last, last few questions, Sparkle. And, and, and this one just came to mind, you know, I think, um, in track and field and in, in, in a bunch of sports support goes a long way, but in track and field, right. It's, it's, you have a team, but it, the team can't come with you when you're on the track. Like if you lose, Brendan, <laughs> it's you walking to behind and people and you're trying to hold your head down because you, right. you don't perform well, but you've also done a lot of things in your life alone, right? You've had to deal with it on your own and you've had certain pieces here and there. 
but do you feel do you feel supported do you feel like you may have wanted support from certain people that you didn't get right how do you allow people in your life at this stage in your life and not and not put too much expectations on them that you let that that you hurt yourself right so how do you let people in your life at this stage that's a hard one for me because i've always from from the time i left trinidad to come to college i've i've had to deal with life by myself not necessarily have to but i've done life by myself it had people there that i could let in and people that could help me but i'm so oh i'm gonna get it done by myself and i'm gonna you know be strong and i'm gonna deal with this problem by myself and now i'm learning that i don't have to deal with stuff by myself i have friends that care about me i have people around me that care about me and that wants to help you know so it's hard still asking for help and it's hard still to let people in and i think that i'm still learning you know just having discernment on who to let in and who not to let in because you know everybody is not gonna be good for you to like open up to and you know let in so yeah see it's 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 good to hear that you know because i've you know again i've known you for years now and to see that you are at this point and what you just said oh sparkle wouldn't have said a single thing you just let that go right but it's good to see you over the years that you've gotten to this point in your life um last question sparkle there there is someone that's going to be listening to this and they're going to take certain parts of your story and apply it to their life whether they're a mother whether they're a track and field athlete or whether they're entrepreneur or whether you know they're looking for some type of mentorship i believe we can learn from everybody and everyone can be a mentor um and our stories are similar in many different ways for someone listening to this sparkle if there is a message on your heart today what message would you share with our audience i would say to keep going keep going because even in your darkest moments you may not could see the light at the end of the tunnel but every day you get up and you keep moving and you keep going and you keep striving it's gonna get better you may not think it you may not believe it but the light is gonna come beautiful message spark where where is the best way for people to keep in touch with you and the best way for people to check out your services because right now you're in arkansas but in the future when you expand <laughs> uh, tell me where the best way is to if someone is in arkansas listening that want to get their hair done uh where's the best way for them to get a hold of you um on instagram here by sparkle which is going to be changed very soon to seven beauty launch because i'll be opening my salon very soon okay, okay. Um, <laughs> and and sparkle mcknight on instagram my personal Instagram. Sparkle, thank you so much for your time. And of course, I'll, I'll, I'll see you in a couple of days. <laughs> oh, yes, it's wedding time. <laughs> Sparkle, I appreciate you. <laughs> yes, no problem. Take care.